Welcome to CMMS Radio, a podcast and general resource for all things CMMS, computerized maintenance management software, from selection to implementation to help you make better choices and have a successful CMMS journey. We'll bring in experts along the way to help us learn more about CMMS, facilities operations, and much more. If you need help with the CMMS project, send a message at cmmsradio.com using the What's On Your Mind link. Suggest a topic, share your CMMS story, or ask questions. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We are getting into a long overdue episode. I've wanted to do this since early this year. We're finally doing it today. And it's not what we're going to talk about as a CMMS. It's not just any CMMS that we're learning about today. Our guest today is Joe Serwinski. He is the president and founder of FSI, a cloud-based computerized maintenance management software, or CMMS, purpose-built for healthcare system professionals. And I love that. They empower maintenance and healthcare technology management teams with unified, intelligent tools needed to stay ahead of disruptions and optimize resources. And they led the development of on-site data collection and standardization of best practices that have been adopted by leading healthcare systems and professional bodies, such as the American Society for Healthcare Engineering, ASHE. You can learn about FSI software and their six core product offerings and service offerings at fsiservices.com. Joe, welcome to CMMS Radio. Thank you, Greg. It's really great to have you here. And like I said before, I've been wanting to do this episode for quite a while. And one of the reasons behind that is I love that your solution is focused on healthcare, healthcare systems. It's got that purpose-built element to it that I personally think is important when people have to differentiate between products. And I'm not as interested in products as I am in the services behind them and the processes that they enable for these people to just do the great work they're already doing. And you bring that to the next level. So this started in 2002, and I would like to understand your background and the journey that led up to the formation of FSI. Okay. It's, it's interesting. Uh, it goes back 35 years. Uh, so 35 years ago, I started at Children's Hospital Pittsburgh um, as a CAD a draftsman. Um, they got a new CAD system and wanted to put all the floor plans in, in, in the 80s. Um, so I started with that and uh, they had a, a work order system in place. It was a paper system and it was the old index cards. I don't know if you remember the old index files. When the, file, when the index card came to the front, it was time to do that PM. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I computerized that uh, back in 88. Uh, I computerized the, uh, uh, the index card system into a DOS system. Um, so worked there, um, you know, in new hospitals. Uh, I was in charge of all the documentation for any regulatory inspections for the hospital at that time. Um, from there, um, there was a, another software vendor that had a CMMS uh, that was looking to go into the healthcare space. Um, so I jumped over and I went into the, the healthcare space or went into the software space and created a healthcare CMMS. Um, and it was out there and, you know, we, we, um, I was the product manager of that. Um, I was the salesperson. I implemented the system there, uh, for years. Um, and then we went through Y2K. So, um, you know, with Y2K, it was easy selling software. So, you know, I, I was selling hard and heavy in 98, 99. 
Um, and in the early 2000s, uh, I was realizing these companies were switching. They, you know, they went from the DOS platform to the Windows platform um, to the Internet. Um, so in the 2000s, it was, it was harder to sell software because everybody just recently bought Y2K compliant software. Um, and so I realized it really wasn't the software. It was the data. That's why people were switching. You know, mm-hmm. once everything got to the Windows platforms in the early 2000s, it was, um, it was the data. If you had good data, you could make any system work kind of thing. Um, so that, that, that's my background. So in 2002, I said, you know what, I'm going to um, start a company um, called Facility Survey. And what we're going to do is we're going to go um, survey facilities. Uh, we're going to collect data and I'm going to implement systems. So that's exactly what we did. We collected good data and I implemented almost every CMMS out there uh, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I ended up at uh, a very large healthcare system in the U.S. here, um, working there for multiple years um, on site. And um, after about three years, they said, um, we need to write our own program. And I said, well, what do you mean? And they wanted to write their own CMMS. And I said, okay. Um, So it was me and three other people. um, And we uh, sat down in 2006 and we start writing a CMMS in conjunction uh, with this hospital. And um, the the, the criteria was um, they didn't get along with their IT department and they wanted me to host it in 2006. Mm -hmm. So that's when we got into the CMMS business and we created a, the first SaaS, 100% SaaS model in 2006 um, and created a CMMS uh, with this healthcare institution. They had 17 hospitals throughout the country. Um, and we wrote it with them, listening to them. Um, and then uh, we start selling uh, to outside that organization. Um, and our key there was they wanted to keep it simple. They, they wanted it to be intuitive. Uh, they won the information. They realized how important the information was, not only at the manager's level, but at the technician's level. If you can show the technicians how valuable this tool can be for them and how they can use it to benefit their lives, it's a win-win situation, win-win situation for everybody uh, because they see the benefit. They're going to put the data in. The managers will get the data they need, run the reports, and be able to manage their, their facilities. Yeah. Um, so that was in 2006. And then, you know, we've been growing the application since then, um, adding modules and um, customers. And we're yeah. still 100% SaaS company. That's great. And what I, lo- what I love about the story so far is how your background translates, translates so heavily into, it informs the the venture as it relates to designing the software, because not only are you listening to that specific healthcare system, right? Where they, at first, I'm assuming that their initial problem was, well, we need something that works the way we work. And then you've already been doing that, working with lots of different systems because you're originally going in and doing the data collection, which to me, I've always referred to as either site commissioning or a combination of site commissioning and asset commissioning where you're coming into these hospital facilities, these healthcare facilities, and 
essentially web enabling the building envelope as it as it relates to the work process. How do we work currently? And can we have a system that matches our process or processes that'll get us there, right? This concept of having an end in mind. So I really love that because you weren't just saying, I want to build some software. You were saying, well, we've got all this experience. Now we've got a hospital system that's identified a very specific problem and that we want all this, but we want a system that really matches exactly how we do it. I like that because the odds of it being a proper workflow are extremely high. And you simply, because there's a difference. I was on a podcast recently. Sorry, I got another question, but I want to just tell this little story. I was on a podcast recently where uh, I was talking to someone that's going to come out later this week. And he was really focused on the first thing you should do. So if you're a healthcare system, for example, the first thing you should do is understand your process and then find a CMMS that satisfies that when you're looking around. And this is why I was so excited about, you know, kind of getting you on here and talking about FSI, because this is specific for healthcare. That's important because that means if you're in healthcare, it's very likely to meet your existing process or processes. Whereas with other systems, you got to start changing the way you work. That doesn't go well because the, the people that are actually using it, right? Frontline workers, they're going to be like, we don't work that way. Exactly. Why would I use it? So crazy. So what, yes. so when we, when we built the software, you know, listening to the customers, it's easy just to build, build it for one customer. Mm -hmm. uh, but because of our experience with all the different applications, uh, we were not going down that rabbit hole. Um, you know, we had, I had a great team behind me that we could decipher, okay, let's listen to what the problem is. Let's provide them a solution, see if it's going to be acceptable for them, but as well as any other hospital. Um, so, you know, we built an application. It's called CMS is the application. It's originally stood for custom maintenance software, and mm -hmm. it was also a cheat on CMMS. It was an easy, easy three letters to remember there. Um, but we made it flexible enough that, you know, it could meet the need of a very large hospital or small hospital because you can configure the screens and add and delete certain fields there. Um, because we, we, like you said, we didn't want to make that one, one product that fit the one hospital. We wanted to make something flexible that, you know, a, you know, a 10 bed community hospital could run or a 2000 bed, um, hospital could run at the same time. Yeah. I, I, I think it's great because you're, you're, you're doubling down on the actual problem and then you're relating that problem across different sizes and kind of, you know, uh, workloads, if you will, when it comes to the varying hospital systems and the fact that you work with so many of them really it, it's, it makes the, the solution itself bona fide, well-proven you're getting tons and tons of feedback. And I know tons isn't a quantifiable number unless you're talking about 2000 pounds. Right. But my point is you're getting so much feedback from users to further inform how you work, how this, how that all communicate together. And I think that's great. Now, once built and launched, so you're, you're going through these years, you're, you're getting more and more clients, getting more and more feedback from those clients and, this leads to kind of now I, I, I want to talk about like current trends that you're seeing as it relates to 
healthcare CMMS or even CMMS in general that you would find are concerning? Uh, what concerns you? What are you worried about as far as trends that are happening right now, whether it's with the customers, the systems, the providers, any of that? Yeah, the current trends uh, that we're seeing in healthcare, I, I think, is across the platform. Uh, what we're seeing is a retiring workforce in the maintenance field uh, with a lot of knowledge uh, walking out the door. Um, so a lot of our clients are, are having this issue of how do they replace that knowledge? How do they get that knowledge out of that person's head before he retires? Um, and how do we train the new person? Um, so we, we've been working with our clients here over the past few years and developing tools and processes uh, to get that information. Um, you know, it could be as, as, as simple as interviews, you know, with a technician, um, providing some of his time before he leaves. Um, and, you know, maintenance isn't glorious. I mean, it comes down to where is this shutoff valve for the third floor? You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of people don't realize that, but that's valuable knowledge when we have an emergency. Um, so we were, we're working with clients to gather this information and put it in the CMMS. I mean, it's a perfect place for it. Um, so you can store a lot of data in there, um, but you have to make the data um, easy to get to for the new guys. Uh, the, the new generation, they grew up on iPhones and video games. And so you have to make it easy for them to get the information. Um, so what we've done is we, we, we've incorporated uh, different graphical tools um, where our one product is called CMS View. You know, we're placing work orders and assets on floor plans. Uh, here again, what it does, it cuts down the time for that new person uh, coming in to find this VAV uh, box in the ceiling. He knows exactly where it is. So what we're doing is we're working with clients on that aspect to cut down training uh, for these new guys to be able to find it. And then when they find the asset um, where we could pull up a video and show them how to PM that unit and any notes from the retiree uh, that we had in there, whether they're pictures, notes, um, certain, you know, um, unique things about this asset and what you should look at, you know, before maintaining that. Um, so getting that information out of the head of the retiree and putting it in a format where the new guy can find it easily. Um, and we even incorporated some um, uh, virtual reality where we do um, some 3D photos of mechanical rooms. Mm -hmm. And then we can uh, click on the asset on the air handler and it will take you right to that air handler. So it's more of a visual um, because some of these new maintenance guys, they're not sure what a condensate pump looks like, but if they can see it in the virtual world and see a dot on it and click on it, um, it's part of the training as well. So they right. know, okay, this is what a condensate pump is. It relates there. It's all part of this training of the new guys. So going back to your trends, you know, it's the retiring workforce, you know, how do we get that knowledge and how do we train the new, new people? So. Yeah, that's a, and it's just to kind of confirm that uh, with us, as well as, you know, for anybody that listens or watches, that's a big deal right now when it comes to like the skills trades, there's a big gap. There's a lot of people retiring. It seems that there might be less interest in people moving into these fields that are absolutely critical to what we do every day. So I think having that, that tribal knowledge, if you will, available through a platform that really 
not only collects, but essentially makes meaningful the data that you have is a way to empower those new technicians and whatnot coming in at all different levels of the organization to see, well, what's been going on here? It's almost like, you know, here's the dossier, but you don't have to flip through a bunch of pages. You can go through now on the system and start to see and understand where things are. How do you get there? Where's this lever versus that lever and on and on like that. And that's, that's the way it should be. One of the things uh, one of my former business partners used to do is whenever somebody would come into a new role and start to own that role, at some point, start to build what you do on a daily basis into some weekly drops, some videos, things that you type up so that it's there and you curate that knowledge. So that's a really good thing. So now I want to switch that to what is a current trend in 2023-ish that um, you think is a good thing, something that's like starting to happen that uh, we see as a good thing for the industry when it comes to CMMS in healthcare or healthcare in general. Yeah, what we're seeing on healthcare, and we're a little behind, um, is the standardization. Um, you know, anytime you implemented a, a CMMS, you had to go out there and reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then every hospital thought they were different, you know, and you treated them unique and but in the back of your mind, it's almost the same. It's a couple little tweaks here. Um, but the problem there, when, when you have, you know, 100 implementations, 100 different ways, you can't compare hospital A to hospital B. Um, so in 2019, uh, there was a group put together to come up with some standardizations. Uh, the group was um, uh, some different hospitals, um, different um organizations, the ASHI, ASHRAE, FIG, uh, we all sat around the table um, for about two to three years developing standards and just the nomenclature. Um, you know, how do we call out the geography, the locations, the buildings, the floors? You know, what is a unique format to come up with that? As well as on the asset side, the categorization of assets. Um, we all know, you know, you can call an air handler five different things. You know, what should we be calling it? And let's come up with this nomenclature. Um, because with the standardization, now we can work together. Uh, the Internet's been a great thing. Uh, and the next step is the AI. Uh, but without the standardization, AI is not going to work in the hospital maintenance field here. Um, mm-hmm. So in 2021, 20, uh, the ASHI um, adopted these standards this committee came up with. Um, so um, ASHI is the leading healthcare engineering association. Um, so what we're seeing here in 2023 is this is really starting to take um, pickup speed here of everybody using these standards. And I think, you know, with these standards calling the same things, um, it's, it's going to lead in to the next generation. Um, and the next generation is having huge amount of data that we can look at um, and compare and call it the same thing. Um, Because like I said, in the old days, and I've been around for a while, it was hard to get that information. It was hard to say, hey, at this hospital, you know, you have 25 employees and you're a million square feet. I'm a million square feet and I have 50 employees. You know, what's the right number? Um, But I think in the future with all this good data, if we're calling the equipment the same things and the buildings, identifying the buildings, you know, in healthcare, is it patient spaces? Is it office space? Business occupancy um, is key. 
um, for all these metrics met metrics that we want to establish here. And yeah. the standard is 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 the stand is the is the standards. Um, you know, so we can call it um, the compare hospital to hospital with these standards. Uh, so I see that as a trend, and it's something I've worked on for the last twenty years, but it really took place here in the last three years and it's starting to speed up here. So. Yeah, I think that's, and I like that you brought up that specific trend because it falls right in line with what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking. And it all seems to revolve around a combination of the data. So some people would say we have a renewed or a, a modern day digitalization of what we do happening, you know, as a trend. And that certainly is going to relate to AI. And I think what you said specifically, why AI can't work as well without the standardization is it will go too many places to interpret said data because it needs to learn, well, why, what is this data? Why is this data? And where do I use it to further improve. So I think that's a that's a great current trend that's happening really everywhere across the globe and it's very interesting to see what it's really going to do. One of the one of the things that we also talk about on CMMS radio pretty pretty regularly in the last few months is even with AI you're not going to eliminate the human element. The human element is a critical component to what we do, especially in a healthcare environment, right? So as that improves Data becomes better, more available. AI learns what to really do with that data and what that standardization really means because AI needs to understand why as well. Yep. Now we get everybody moving in a much, much, much better way. And I think I think the younger generations, this is, this is not about ageism, but it's about the way they view the world through data. Because no matter what, even if it's, you know, LOL, it's data. Mm-hmm. It's meaningful to them. So as that gets closer and closer together and the why lines up, it'll be okay. But they still need that tribal knowledge and all that stuff that we were talking about. So we're going to call that the welcomed trend that I had mentioned in my uh, show notes. Uh, So now as far as what you see on the horizon in this space, healthcare CMMS, what do you think is in store other than AI for healthcare CMMS as we're moving into the next couple of years? Anything else? Yeah, what, what, what we're seeing, uh, and it's been around for a while, but the CMMS is the hub of the wheel. And, you know, you have to have the integrations to the other systems. Um, you cannot be a standalone uh, like you were 10, 15 years ago. The CMMS, you know, isn't a standalone. It has to be able to talk to these other systems, um, whether it's a timekeeping system, um, MRP system, uh, warehouses, purchasing, um, energy, uh, building automation systems. Um, you need the CMMS to be the hub and pull in relevant information, you know, from these other systems, um, to talk to each other. Why do you need to have all these duplications, you know, these systems? Um, and so I see a simplification on the horizon, um, you know, with, uh, the CMMS being the hub. And with these analytics tools, um, you know, to be able to look at multiple systems and pull out relative, relevant information, um, you know, about your operation uh, that's going to help you there. 
Um, but, you know, it's exciting and AI is there, you know, and like you said, AI is not going to turn the wrenches, um, but it can help them, you know, make the decisions and hopefully the predictive, you know, and if you get enough data out there, um, start doing predictive maintenance on some of this uh, failures of the equipment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So now what I want to do is kind of switch it to how people can reach out, how people can connect. Cause I think they're going to want to learn about FSI. I think they, you know, might want to talk to you or someone in your organization and just say, Hey, here's what we're doing. Are we doing it right? Is there anything you could add value, anything like that? Or if somebody just wants to have a conversation with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, the best way to reach out to me is uh, via email. Um, they can reach out to me. Um, it's J Serwinski, S-E-R-W-I-N-S-K-I at FSIservices.com um, or on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. If you look up FSI, um, you can uh, message me there and I'll be happy to get back to them. Um, but deal. yeah, I've been been in the industry for 35 years and um, traveled a lot, you know, 20 years on the road there, Monday through Friday. So I've been there, done that. So I have a lot of experience and I don't mind sharing it. Well, I appreciate you making this time today. I know we've been working for a long time to make this happen. I think a lot of the information we've discussed as just a general introduction, introduction to you and to FSI, I think that's helpful for people. And I myself just like the fact that it's focused, extremely focused and purpose-built for healthcare, because if you just try to adapt any system, sure, you can pull it off. But when it's got that kind of information behind it that comes from the people that really have been there, even before a CMMS was being used in those environments, I'm not talking about going back to the 60s when CMMS started, but you know, as you mentioned, when you get between 02 and 2006, and you finally got this pure SaaS model for a comprehensive solution that works the right way for healthcare systems. I think that's advantageous to people because if you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, it's going to be tough. And this, this kind of softens those edges, right? Makes it fit. And uh, I really appreciate it. And what we'll probably do, um, and I'll leave this for everyone is, we might do some follow-ups in the future because I still want to learn a lot more, but at the same time, you know, we can't sit and just bang away for two hours. We all got schedules and all that kind yep. of stuff. That's why I'm so thankful we finally got to do this. And with that, I'll put some information up for people so that they can learn more about FSI. If it's okay, I'll put your email up on the video Perfect. version so that people could reach out. And with that, I want to really thank you for your time today and for joining CMS Radio, Joe. Okay. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Did you find this episode helpful? Please send us some feedback, suggest a topic, or ask a question. Reach out to CMMS Radio if you need a co-pilot on your CMMS project. Visit cmmsradio.com and use the What's On Your Mind link. Thank you for tuning in to CMMS Radio, your resource for all things CMMS from selection to implementation to help you make better choices, learn from industry experts, and have a successful CMMS journey.